Connect podcast from BAE Systems. Hello and welcome to Connect. Today we're going to be looking at BAE Systems' relationship with the armed forces and reflect a little on the achievements that we as a company have made over the past year and look ahead at what opportunities might present themselves and how you might be able to get involved in the future. My name is Luke Watkinson, I'm your host today. I work in the group communications team here at BA Systems and I've been an army reservist for the past four years. I'm joined by three colleagues today, all of whom are veterans. Starting off with Rebs Foran Coots, a DNI manager for practices and partnerships. Hello there. Hi, everyone. Simon Stanley, security consultant in digital intelligence. Hello. Thank you for inviting me along today. And Lee Stark, business investigations manager for Naval Ships. Hi, everyone. So I suppose I'll start off by giving some reflections on, you know, where we are at as a company. Um, So last year in 2022, we contributed £2.9 million to armed forces charities globally. Um, It's a really significant number. I think it's testament, not just the commitment of the company, but also of employees who want to give back to that community. Um, It also marked this year our 10-year anniversary as a signature of the Armed Forces Covenant. And for those of you who aren't aware, the Armed Forces Covenant is a corporate commitment to support members of the Armed Forces, their transition into the civilian world, and also their friends, families and communities as they go through their careers. So enough from me, I'd like to go around the room a little bit. And Rebs, I'd like to start with you. How have you found, since you transitioned from the armed forces and certainly into to BA systems, what's your view on the relationship that the company has with the armed forces? I think for me, it's been really interesting to kind of experience uh, a 180, essentially. So, you know, having been on the ground, I've I've become accustomed to the kind of products that we produce, but then to kind of revert back and see the production of these items and how we go about, you know, protecting those who protect us, I think has been really enlightening. I was privileged enough to go down to Portsmouth to experience how, you know, we we build some of our ships, which I'd never seen before or, or ever been part of. So, to, to have those tangible opportunities is is really quite fascinating. Simon, that's probably a good time to bring you in and focus a little bit more on combat stress. And would you mind sharing a bit more about your transition from your service in the army and how combat stress supported you? Yeah, sure, Luke. I left the army in 2013 after serving in the regular armed forces and the reserves for 18 years. I initially went to work for a financial services company and then after three years I um, was recruited to be a digital intelligence by a, a former colleague of mine who was who had also left the army. I started my association with combat stress about 18 months ago. After lockdown I realised and people around me realised that I was struggling and I was struggling to cope with work, uh, family life and pretty much every aspect of my life. As a result, I got in touch with Combat Stress. I had a series of interviews, a number of group therapy sessions, and then individual one-to-one therapy sessions with Combat Stress uh, therapists. I'm now in recovery. I was diagnosed with PTSD. I didn't realize I had PTSD until uh, the therapist basically said, you have PTSD, you have the classic signs and symptoms of someone with PTSD. And I want to continue my my association with combat stress and VetNet as part of my 
my recovery and my journey to recovery and to highlight and signpost to other people who might be suffering with other mental issues where they can go and get help. The ones that I know of are Mindset, the ERG, ERG the Employee Assistance Programme, the Unmind app and the Headshed, which is also on the Employee app as well. Lee, to bring you in now, working in naval ships, you know, I must admit, in head office, as much as I love and enjoy my role, the one thing which I really enjoy is to go out and visit the, the sectors and see the products that we produce for the armed forces. Um, can you just tell us a little bit about your experience in the military and then how you found moving to BA Systems and also, presumably, every day, being able to see the products that we're, we're creating and we're building and we're making to deliver to our armed forces? I find BAE, ironically, on a box of five, five, six rounds because when we send our, the rounds out to our troops, they come in little boxes with BAE systems written on the side. And forever, that will always be how I, how I recognised what BAE systems was back in my early 20s when I was bombing up my magazines. Um, and came to BAE Systems in 2022 for a role that they had generated because they knew they needed somebody with my particular background in terms of investigation, but they didn't actually know what they wanted me to do. So we've developed and built my role into something that has become a bit of a business asset now in naval ships. Now, you um, are probably too modest to have mentioned it yourself, um, but I do know that you were a finalist in this year's X-Forces in Business Awards in the team leader category. So you've already kind of outlined your army career and then in the civil service and then having joined BA Systems. Can you tell us a little bit more about, from your perspective, what veterans can bring to the workplace and particularly the defence industry in our company um, and why that's so central to the Armed Forces Covenant? I have lived and breathed the military since I was a child. And when I think of veterans, I think of dedicated, capable people who are problem solvers and who find ways, not always the right ways, but where we identify the wrong ways of doing something, we will try and try again to find other solutions to make a problem not a problem anymore. And we speak to each other. Veterans veterans leave the military with so many key skills that can be transferred into modern workplaces. But I feel like the piece of work there needs to be on educating veterans on exactly how to interpret those key skills for a modern workplace. So when you leave the military... I don't think, and I, I've dealt, I've spoken to many veterans since we leave. I have quite a strong LinkedIn following that is quite heavily veteran targeted, and a lot of the questions that I get sent to me are, "How can I fix my CV? What can I add to it? Because I've been in the army all this time, and I don't know what to put on there." And my response is, "Well." You're already a project manager if you have any kind of rank in the military. You've already dealt with scale and deployment and sending people out to do things. You've dealt with um, provisions and supplies. And it's about allowing our veterans to show us what they can do and not boxing them into a situation 
because we assume that they can't do something because they don't have it on their CV. Absolutely. And I suppose we've spoken a lot about kind of the past and the present. So, Rebs, if I could just come back to you, if you think about how BA Systems might continue its support for the armed forces and, and certainly continue its support through the armed forces covenant, if you look forward, you know, five years, ten years, what do you think that support will look like? What do you hope it might look like? I think we're doing fantastic work. And I think for me, the ambition is obviously to continue that momentum. Um, and obviously being a member of the Armed Forces Covenant, it's continuing to provide the support um, in lots of different areas. You know, off the top of my head, I can think as he of healthcare being a really important one. I, I can't think of many veterans that have left the services that probably don't have injuries of some form or another. Um, I include myself in that. Uh, I was medically discharged in 2014. Um, and it's having, you know, support in that area, which I think is is kind of fundamental. And obviously help and support through employment and building that confidence, as, as Lee was talking about. So whilst I couldn't really identify anything specific, I think where we've come from, where we are and where we're heading is completely in the right direction. Well, that's reassuring to hear. And Rebs, with your role focusing on diversity, equity and inclusion, from a DEI perspective, it must be a real asset to have veterans join the company who are keen to support or, you know, even kind of taking that default position of wanting to help those around them. Can you talk a little bit about your experience of that? DEI is is as a role within the company still very new to me. I've only been in the role for for six months. Um, I naturally have a, a, a passion and an affinity for VetNet, and of course, um, I, I'm always very privileged to, when the business approaches me for uh, any advice or any hints, tips, um, reviewing policy uh, about how you know individuals, particularly veterans, join the company. Where can we improve? And um, how can we make things more inclusive? So a lot of what I do is is directly driven by passion and the drive to make things better within the company. And looking at what the armed forces can bring, I certainly see the benefit, you know, from colleagues who um, have served in the armed forces. And I'm really proud and really pleased to see that as well as formal support that the company has provided, culturally, that support is there and actually real encouragement to bring all of those benefits into the workplace. I think that that attitude and the way that BAE approaches veterans in that bring your whole self to work approach is very unique. And sadly, it's not something that is a, a standard across most businesses. And I think BAE systems, from everything that I've seen in their engagement with trainees and apprentices, all the way through to actively hiring people with a military background because they recognise how much that person can bring to the business, even if it's not on their CV, even if it's just in their attitude to work and to challenge. In BE systems, do it so, so well. I think from my perspective, I'd never thought I needed any support when I was in the military, although I knew the support systems were there in the support network. As a company commander, I knew that um, you know, if I needed to get help, this is where I went to go and get help um, for myself or for my soldiers. 
And then I didn't think that until I actually needed help, the help was there in BAE systems, but it was. And it very quickly came to my aid. And, you know, I was, I was quite surprised because I'd been in other corporate environments and that wasn't there, that support system wasn't there. Uh, veterans, veterans on the whole don't shout about their achievements, don't shout about how good they are. They often understate themselves. And I've looked at countless numbers of CVs for my friends, colleagues, soldiers who used to be in my company and help them rewrite them and craft them. And they've said, oh, well, I, I just did this. I just, I was, you know, carried the GPMG. That's all I did. Well, you were, responded to orders. You reacted to different high-pressure high situations. You did this, you did that all the things that you did, you know, you took the initiative. You weren't just a GPMG gunner, you were more than that. And you, you know, all you've said on your CV is, yeah, I, I stack shelves in Tesco's. Yeah, that's not you. Um, so I, I don't generally see that veterans do undersell themselves. And it's something that we should always continually strive to do more to help veterans when they come out of, out of the armed forces to get into, into the workplace. I think just very quickly following on from that, we've talked a lot about, you know, the confidence and, and being able to signpost and seek help as and when we need it. But from a personal perspective, I think there's something to be said by the company allowing or giving the space for individuals to be vulnerable. And I've had a couple of occasions where things have not gone too well but the company has encouraged encouraged me to kind of open up and talk about whatever that problem might be. And I think there's the, the underlying message there is that, you know, the company is a safe space. It does support us. Um, and I have been very grateful for the opportunities that I've had to talk about my issues. And hopefully in turn people have taken away something from that maybe learnt something or have realised that you know they too are not alone um, and some of the private messages that I get from some of the, the sessions that I've done talking about my difficulties is hugely rewarding and I think that says something about the company as well that we are obviously emulating a, a, or providing a, an environment where people feel comfortable to do that. And I think that's definitely worth calling out. Thanks, Rebs. Um, I suppose one aspect for all of us on, on this podcast today, we all have some experience um, with the armed forces. But Simon, a lot of the people who will be listening won't necessarily have that experience. What would you like them to, to take away from this podcast, if, if nothing else? Veterans have a lot to offer in our company. They are hardworking, driven individuals. They are good at risk management. They are good at leading. They are good at managing difficult situations. They are excellent communicators. And that if you have the opportunity to employ a veteran in your team, then I would highly commend them to you because they will be a definite value add to your team. Well, unfortunately, I think that's all we have time for today. It's been a great discussion. Thank you, everyone, for taking part. I think we've discussed some issues that affect, really, not just veterans and reservists, but a lot of people throughout the company. And three key themes have popped out for me, I think, which is pride, understanding and support. And those three words, hopefully, everyone who's listening to this podcast can take away and think about how it 
applies to them and how they might be able to um, to contribute to members of their team and the people they work with. So, um, Reb, Simon, Lee, thank you for taking part in this podcast today. Um, and for you, the listener, if you do want to find out more about anything we've discussed um, or just have a conversation with a fellow veteran or to learn more about those who've served in the armed forces, please do um, reach out to VetNet. We can share those details. Um, and for those who'd like to hear more from Simon, keep an eye out for his virtual fireside chat which will be going up sometime in December. Thanks for listening to Connect this time. We'll see you again soon. Connect podcast back soon.